0: You're listening to Inside Tulsa Sports, your home for inside info, news, and discussions of Golden Hurricane Athletics. Join us at InsideTulsaSports.com.
1: Welcome into the Inside Tulsa Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Harmon, publisher and managing editor of Inside Tulsa Sports on the Rivals Network and Yahoo Sports. We're recording this episode on Sunday, May twenty second, two 2022. On this episode, TU Hall of Famer and 10-year NFL veteran David Alexander joins me. We talk about his time at TU, which uh, he has a fantastic story about his recruiting process. We also uh, talked about his NFL career as a longtime starting center for the Philadelphia Eagles, talked about his high school coaching career, It's time with the uh, coaching the Tulsa Talons and much more. Uh, David had some interesting things to say as well about how the transfer portal is affecting high school recruits. So uh, it's it's just a great conversation. Got to know David uh, back in 2009 when Tulsa was recruiting his son, Jake. Uh, Jake ultimately committed to TU uh, in the class of 2009 over offers from LSU Michigan State, Colorado, Texas A&M, and several others. Uh, Both father and son are great guys, and uh, I'm so glad David made some time for our podcast. I think you guys are really going to enjoy the interview. First, I want to provide a quick update on the big stories for TU over the past week, which mainly revolve around recruiting. Tulsa... Football coaches got a much-needed commitment out of the transfer portal on the offensive line, and then basketball coaches hosted an important visitor in the 2023 class. We previously reported all of this info and, and much more over at Inside Tulsa Sports, so after the podcast, jump over to tulsa.rivals.com and, and check out uh, anything that you missed over the last week. Four-star Bixby shooting guard Parker Fredrickson was on the Tulsa campus last week to meet the new coaching staff. I talked to him afterward, and he said everything went great. Said Coach uh, Conkle and his assistants are really energetic and excited about getting started. And there's more details from our conversation uh, over in our Hurricane Alley forum for subscribers on Inside Tulsa Sports. And TU football got a commitment from Illinois transfer offensive lineman Brody Wise Carver, uh, six foot five, three hundred pounder. Dealt with an injury last season after signing with Illinois in the 2021 class over offers from West Virginia, Arizona, Indiana, Iowa State, Kentucky, and several others. He visited Tulsa on the weekend of May 6. He also took visits to Murray State, Ball State, and Missouri State. And he said he chose uh, TU because it hit all the marks for him, told us that he liked the campus and really liked the academics. Uh, Football coaches... Continue to extend offers to 2023 prospects, including a few in-state offers. One being Dylan Has, uh, six foot, uh, 175 pounds, safety and receiver from Bixby, also the son of former TU athlete Darren Has, uh, and and the brother of Luke Has, who Tulsa had also offered, and then Luke committed to OU. Then when Lincoln Riley left, um, he was kind of part of the fallout of that recruiting class, and is now committed to Arkansas. Uh, Tulsa also offered Ardmore Plainview wide receiver Morgan Pearson, who's currently rated number 54 nationally at his position. Uh, We have a full list of kids offered uh, by TU in the 2023 class over at Inside Tulsa Sports. Also have um, offers, all the offers in the 2024 class, and even a couple of offers that just recently went out to kids in the 2025 class. Our staff has talked to quite a few of these prospects, and we'll have articles coming over the next few weeks, including articles on local guys uh, Dylan Haz of Bixby and Chance Wilson, the dual-threat quarterback over at Rejoice Christian in Owasso as well. We've discussed all these TU recruiting targets in our Hurricane Alley Forum for subscribers at Inside Tulsa Sports. These recruiting updates in our podcast are just a tiny portion of what we provide. So again, jump over to tulsa.rivals.com and catch up on everything we have over there, including our extensive team coverage of TU football and basketball. So now let's jump into my discussion with TU Hall of Famer and former longtime starter for the Philadelphia Eagles, David Alexander.
0: Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through.
1: All right. So joining me now is TU Hall of Famer, a 10-year NFL veteran, and the new uh, co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Sepulpa, David Alexander. Thanks so much for coming on with me, David.
0: Well, of course, Chris. Happy to do it, man. Um,
1: let's start out talking about your time uh, at, at TU. What, what was your recruiting process like? uh back then and and how did you end up at TU?
0: Uh well Chris I don't know if you knew that. Do you know that story or you?
1: No, you I don't. I, it's no.
0: actually it's actually a pretty good story. Um you know recruiting obviously back then it was it was quite a bit different. Sure. Um but I I committed to Oklahoma State. Um uh, Jimmy Johnson was there my recruiting coach was a guy named Dave Wantstead which everybody around here would probably remember as his time as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Yep. Right. Um, Dave was a defensive coordinator, defensive line coach at Oklahoma State. Um, all my high school friends back then. I you know, I went to Broken Air High School. All my friends seem like we're going to Oklahoma State. That's really kind of where I wanted to go. And um, and I loved, I loved Dave Wanstead. I loved the offensive line coach, a guy named Tony Weiss. He was great. Just uh, something about Jimmy Johnson and I just did. I just just didn't hit it off. Yeah, um, which is weird because, right? He said his reputation later was you know how much of a player's coach he was. Um, hey, John Cooper at Tulsa had done such a great job of recruiting me and staying on me. Um, it was you know, made me feel like I was uh, the number one guy in their class. You know, it was just like all 17-, 18-year-old young men. They feel like they want – they you know, they need to be wanted. Sure. Um, so, uh, during that time, I'd made friends, obviously a bunch of people that were getting recruited, and uh, there was a guy from Bishop Kelly who was one of the co-state players of the year named Kevin Andrews. We would become pretty good friends. So, the night before signing day, I called him, and he said he was going to – Kansas and I told him I was going to Oklahoma State, um, and then we end up both signing with Tulsa. But it, so <laughs> I went to yeah, I went to Oklahoma State on the last recruiting weekend, had a good time. Um, Jimmy Johnson called me up to his office as I was waiting on my shuttle ride to the little Stillwater Airport to fly me back to Tulsa, a little two seat plane, and he asked me to commit, and I said, well, let me call my I said, Coach, I'm getting ready to go on the plane. I'm going to go see my parents and and talk to them, and I'll call you. No, you got to commit right now, or I'm going to give your scholarship to somebody else.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm like, well,
0: well, can I call my parents? He's like, no, yes or no. Wow. So I said, yes, I'll come to Oklahoma State. So then when I got home, I flew home. Of course, I didn't set real well. Uh, John Cooper called me and said, what are you going to, you know, what's up? How was your recruiting trip? I said, Coach, I committed to Oklahoma State. He said, "I'll be at your house in thirty minutes." <laughs> so he had gotten to know my dad. You know, recruiting back then was quite a bit different in the early '80s And it is now. You know, you've read some of the Barry Switzer stories. Sure, but he sure. showed up at my he showed up at my house, knocked on the door, and showed up at my house with the offensive line coach, and uh, he had a bottle of Chivas Regal <laughs> for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so they went to the kitchen table, and sit down, and and. You know, and I sit around and talk to the offensive line coach, and the next day I signed with, with um, Tulsa. That's awesome. Uh, that was you know, that was a great story. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, and I remained really good friends with Coach Wanstead. Of course, when I was so when I was playing in the NFL, you know, I ran ran into Dave Wanstead lots and lots of times. Sure. So he he followed Jimmy Johnson the Dallas Cowboys. You know, had all that success there, yeah. and he was the head coach. So, um, it was. It was perfect. I mean I you know, ended up at Tulsa it was um one of the best things that could have happened to me.
1: Yeah. That that's great. Yeah, I did not know that. Um and so you played for John Cooper and then <clears throat> at the end of your TU career was Don Morton the coach? Yes, Don Morton, that's correct. And and you guys while you were there transitioned from the Missouri Valley and then became independent. Is that right?
0: Yes. The so my, my senior year we were independent. They uh you know, Wichita State dropped football um let's see some of the other schools indiana state illinois state they dropped from division one down to division two um uh, west texas dropped down to division two so a bunch of our schools in our conference you know we just couldn't handle the, the budgets right. in division one and and instead of cutting instead of cutting programs they just dropped down a, a level so we, we, we became independent my senior year
1: and was that at that time for you guys and the team and coaches i mean was was that was there much turmoil with that did it bother you guys at all or matter
0: no it didn't really matter too much you know i mean um there weren't very many bowls that back then so we're, there really were no bowl tie-ins right um, our our schedule my senior year you know obviously became in, you know, incredibly much more difficult when you don't play Wichita State and Indiana State, Illinois State, right? You, you pick up Miami of Florida right. and, you know, yeah. um, Oklahoma. Well, we, my, we didn't play Oklahoma my senior year. My, my senior year we played Miami and Oklahoma State and Arkansas and Houston. No, Houston was the year before was my senior year, so, you know, it was, it was quite a, quite a schedule. Yeah. My, my last couple of years there, not being in the conference.
1: For sure. Um, and then, so what do you remember just the most about your time at TU or is there a specific, you know, game or, or moment that sticks out to you?
0: Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, the first thing that pops into mind is, you know, the, the guys, you, you know, you make lifelong friends with those yeah. guys were incredible you know the kevin andrews and the chad near and the you know steve gauges and Stanfields fields and all those things. i mean uh, you know just a bunch of names just lifelong friends of mine sure. and, and the things you go through together um but you know my my last we got to play in incredible places and we went and played at florida state at florida state we we thought we were pretty good and we were all ready to go knock off Florida State until uh, Chief Art Osceola went out to the midfield on his horse and threw that flaming spear <laughs> into the ground. And everybody on our sideline was like, oh, crap. And the crowd went crazy. And they beat us 70-something to 10 or something. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, we played Texas A&M. You know, we went down to Texas A&M. We played in the Orange Bowl against Miami. You know, when they had Vinny Testaverde and the Blades. And um, so, you know, being from a little school like Tulsa and getting to go all over the country and, and play games, we had a blast. Yeah. Um, you know, playing against Arkansas and in, in Fayetteville every year and, you know, against some great teams, you know, Billy Ray Smiths and those guys. It was uh those, those are the things you remember.
1: Sure. Well, so then you got drafted fifth round, 121st pick overall, if I have that right, by Philadelphia.
0: That's and, right. Not many people. That's a, You've done your research, 121st pick.
1: And uh, so what was that like, just that draft experience for you?
0: Well, so um, I, I was I was obviously really very, uh, here. I got to go play in the East West Shrine Bowl out, out in Stanford. And then I flew from there to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and played in played in that game, and then went to the combine the next week. So three weeks in a row gone, and and all that stuff was um, was big time for me. Um, there were twenty eight teams in the in the league at the time, and I talked to like twenty one of them, twenty two of them. Wow, leading up to the draft and all the projections. Hey, you're going to be a, you know, fourth to sixth round pick. Um, but one of the teams I never talked to was the Philadelphia Eagles. I never talked to them. Um, you know, and the draft back then on TV was only the first round. it's all they it showed. So I kind of knew when, the, you know, I'd done my research. I kind of knew when the fifth round-ish time was going to be, yeah. you know, when they were going to be making picks. So I went golfing with some of my TU buddies. <laughs> I got home and – um I'd been home about thirty minutes, and the phone rang. Uh, now, here's a funny story about that. So, I was engaged. My my still wife, Kathy. we would be thirty five years here awesome. in a month. Congrats! Yeah. So, but we were so we were engaged, and the phone rings, and I pick up the phone, and uh, my mom, and my dad, my brother, my little sister, and Kathy are sitting there, and uh, and I'm talking to the personnel director from the Philadelphia Eagles. And so they're all you know saying, Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I put my hand over the, the mouthpiece and I say, It's the Eagles. And my 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 fiance, Kathy, starts jumping up down screaming, The Eagles, it's the Eagles, it's the Eagles. And then she just freezes in her tracks. She looks down and goes, Where are the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Philadelphia. She starts jumping up and down, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. And <laughs> she goes, where's Philadelphia? <laughs> you know, uh, we were we were just a couple of young kids. Neither one of us had been east of the Mississippi, you yeah. know. Um, she had no idea where Philadelphia, Pennsylvania was. So, we had, had to get out a map and show her where that was. Um, you know, and so the next, you know, so you talk to the personnel guy. Then you talk to, then I talked to Buddy Ryan. Then I talk to my position coach right? and then they transfer you over to uh, a travel secretary and they say, what airport? Tulsa. Okay. Hey, you still on the, on the phone for a few minutes. So then, hey, be at the airport at 8am. There's a flight from Tulsa to Philadelphia, leaving at 1015 or whatever it was yeah. so the next day. You know, the next day I'm in Philadelphia and, um, then we you know you take a physical and then you're you're practicing full pads you know the next day with buddy ryan and all everybody it was kind of wild i bet especially for a kid you know kid from broken air oklahoma and now here i am landing in the philadelphia international airport it was wild
1: Yeah, and your uh was your offensive coordinator bill walsh is that right
0: no, my offensive line coach was Bill Walsh. But okay. it's not the Bill it's but it's not the Bill Walsh. It's oh not gotcha. The, different it's Bill, a
1: different Walsh. Bill Walsh. Different
0: Bill Walsh. Okay. Bill Walsh. Okay. Yeah. My Bill my Bill Walsh was just about as far from that Bill Walsh <laughs> <laughs> on the spectrum. Uh, my Bill Walsh played he played five or six years, maybe not that long, but he played a few years in in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, uh, I think it was like 48 to 52 or something oh, wow. like that. Okay. He was, he was old. Yeah. I got there, you know, um, he, he only coached me a couple, maybe two years and then retired.
1: Gotcha. Uh, so, and, and something I found interesting was that, um, Chris Carter got taken he was in your draft class he was taken in the supplemental draft supplemental
0: yeah that's that is kind of funny my 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 draft class was incredibly talented and and the next couple years after me yeah yeah so we you know we had jerome brown in the first round um he obviously was a superstar and would have been a hall of famer if if he got to finish his career yeah and chris carter was in my draft class that in the supplemental draft. Yep. All he does is catch touchdown. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you played with Reggie White and you were I guess you were snapping to Randall Cunningham.
0: Yeah, so yeah, snapped to Randall Cunningham my whole career, right? He was there. Um he was in his he was drafted in 85 and I was drafted in 87. Um and we were there the whole time together, you know, on defense. You know, when I got there, it was Reggie White and Clyde Simmons, and then Jerome Brown was in my draft class, and, you know, Mike Golick and Mike Pitts, and, um, you know, we drafted Eric Allen the next year. Seth Joyner was there. I mean, it was a, it was a unbelievable cast of characters on defense. Um, you know, we had – you know, Randall Cunningham was our quarterback. You know, when I got there, Mike Quick was um, – at the end of his career, he yeah. still made the, he's, to me, he still was an, he was an incredible football player. Oh, yeah. We had, we had Keith Byers and I played, I got to play one year with John Spagnola, you know, so it was, um. it was, it was quite, quite, uh, quite a deal, man. Yeah. One kid just showing up in there.
1: Right. And you, and you played quite a bit early didn't you and i mean you were starting by like 1989
0: well i start no i started um i started the night the fourth game of 1988 okay. so in 80 so in 87 my rookie year well, that was also the um that was the strike year okay so we only played 12 games that year the, and there was four strike or three strike games, and there, and there was one one week, but there was no games. And so my um, my second year, 1988, I that all season, Buddy Ryan called me uh, you know he called me at home here in Tulsa and said, "Hey, you're going to be our starting center." Okay, so I went to training camp as the starting center in 1988. And about halfway through the through training camp, I sprained my foot. Uh, I think it was like the, I think it was the first preseason game against Pittsburgh. I sprained my foot, and so they signed Dave Remington in the Cincinnati Bengals. He was a free agent. So so now I'm not starting. And then week I want to say it was week three. We were playing the Minnesota Vikings and they had Chris Dolman and Henry Thomas and and Keith Millard and Al Noga, right? And um, our two guards just got – were just getting destroyed. So at halftime, they said, you're going in at right guard. So I went in at right guard um, and finished that game at right guard. Um, Didn't give up any pressures or hits or, or sacks on Randall. And so that Monday, you go in, you go in Monday to watch film, um, Offensive line coach comes in and says, "You're starting at left guard next week." I'm like, aren't you don't you mean right guard?" I played right guard He said, "Nope, you're starting at left guard next week." I'm like, "Holy shit wow. okay oh. So um, from that point on, of course i I, I deep snapped, um, so I played in for the eight years I was at Philadelphia. I played in every single game for those 8 years and I started the, the last whatever whatever it was 110 112 games yeah. I started. So, you know, I started I played games at every position, all five of them.
1: So then you went over to the Jets for was that your last year?
0: Well, yeah, my last I technically by by the by the union I was there 2 years, but they were we were horrible. I mean, wow. Um, <laughs> I think we won three games in two years. Yeah. You know, and my body was a lot of, a lot of games. Right. Um, had a few surgeries. My body was kind of giving out. But, boy, those were two of the most – going from Philadelphia where we had chances to win every year to, yep. to the New York Jets, um, that, was, uh, that was rough.
1: I bet. So – let's jump forward a little bit you so after your your career your nfl career you uh had your own company because uh, when i met you you were yep. you, you had a construction company doing home uh, right. home construction yep. and um and then your son jake uh got recruited and ended up going to tu what was that like having jake end up at your alma mater
0: well it was it was fantastic obviously kathy and i you know we love tulsa we love everything about it um you know jake got he could have gone a lot of places oh, to yeah. play. he was he was a really good high school football player um and you know of course he grew up when he was a child right he you know going to tu games so he had a big love for tulsa as well. right yeah um and so we were we were we were really happy that he went there. You know, he had he had just as good experience, you know, well, maybe better experience as as I did. I mean, they had great teams when mm-hmm. Jake was there, won you know, won a lot of football games, you know, and got to do things that I didn't, you know. They got to go to some bowl games. He, he played got to play in a few bowl games and have a blast. So it was uh it was full circle for Kathy and I to see Jake play at TU.
1: Awesome. So, and how is he doing now? What is he up to?
0: Oh man, Jake is absolutely doing fantastic. Um, You know, he's got, he's got such a better personality. I can say this. He's got such a much more outgoing and better personality than me. He's, uh, he's, he's big, gregarious and everybody loves him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's, he's, he married a girl um, from Tulsa University who uh, was a volleyball player and he's Paige Panful. yeah um, yeah uh, Paige's parents went to University of Tulsa uh, and played one played football there Paige's granddad is FA dry oh wow yeah so Jake married into the FA into the dry family um, he they are living here in town uh, in, in Jinx and He's, uh, he's a salesman for, um, medical lasers. Awesome. Yeah. And just, uh, just doing a, just doing a great job. And, and Kathy, his mom just gives him a hard time as much as she can about wanting grandkids. So (laughs) we don't, we don't have any grandkids yet.
1: Oh man. Well, uh, so what you're you're doing your home construction and then how how do you end up as the head coach of the tulsa talons
0: (laughs) okay well all right so that is um that was a pretty easy story on how that became the tulsa talons head coach uh a friend of mine and we were we were golfing buddies you know, we didn't do any business. We hadn't done any business together. You know, we were just friends. Yeah. But he, he was a pretty wealthy guy. Um, he and uh, another partner of his bought the team. That's, so that's really how I became the head coach of the Tulsa Talents. Yeah. He bought the team. He asked me to come for a year and – he really didn't pay me anything. He kind of just <laughs> gave me the title of general manager, Yeah, you know, and just for me to really help him evaluate talent, um, to sign. And the next year he named me the head coach or, you know, Hey, I want you to be the head coach. I'm like, yeah. Oh, sure. So that's how I got to be the, 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 head coach, of the Tulsa Talons. You know, it wasn't something that I was going to go without looking for, but, um, Man, talking about talking about experience, we could do a whole podcast on things that happen in the the Arena Two <laughs> yeah. League. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was uh, it was great. I actually had a lot of fun, and you know that Arena ball, That's a what a great sport for fans. You know, right? The music's loud and rocking and rolling. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and just totally different uh, from Completely the NFL. Different. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so was that, and I mean, how was that adjustment trying to coach that, you know, style well, of was, football?
0: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was quite a bit of adjustment. The football part of it, the, the, the fundamental part of it, you know, the blocking and the tackling right. and, and leverage and all that is the same, but the game was quite a bit different. You know, it was, um, you know, eight men football in a tiny little arena, um, I was really lucky, even though I was a head coach, you know, we hired Mitch Allner and who had been, a, who had been a great player for the mm-hmm. talents um, to come in and be the offensive coordinator, you know, and he helped me out a ton, um, yeah. learn the game. Um, great guy, really just super, super smart. And, you know, if he'd have wanted to stay, you know, go into coaching full time, he could have been a great coach. Um, yeah, But we had, we, we had a blast, Mitch and I, and you know we had one other guy, a guy named Marty Robinson, as uh, the three of us coaching. We had we had we got years and years of stories just out of two years being together.
1: Right. Well, so then you trans, uh, transition into high school coaching. You've uh, been at Jinx, won a state uh, championship as head coach at, at Broken Arrow, and now. Um, over at Sepulpa what what has that been like I mean you you know you get a chance to kind of give back um, to high school kids and and they gain just incredible um, you you know from you I mean you know having you as a coach and getting that uh, your experience um, what they learn from you I mean it has to be quite an opportunity for them.
0: Well, I, I hope so. Uh, I hope so, man. Um, Chris, I think I, I appreciate you saying it that way. I, I really hope so. I have been so lucky. I uh, got to coach under Alan Tremble. You know, I've got all these state championship rings and these state championship games, and um, and just all the things that I've gotten to see and do. And Coach Holt, the head coach over at Sepulpa, tried, wanted to hire me last year, mm-hmm. you know, and um, there's another guy over there that I that he had hired that I coached with at at Broken Arrow. Uh, you know, Coach Holt worked for me at Broken Arrow. Um, the defensive coordinator at Sepulpa is a guy named Tyler, young man named Tyler McGrew, who's Jake's age, Jake Alexander's age. So I've known him since he was a little bitty. Yeah. Um, so to, to have a chance to go over there um, and do something, maybe, you know, with Sepulpa that we were able to do at Broken Arrow, right? Um, Sepulpa has never won a state championship in football. They haven't even had a home playoff game since um, the the 80s. So uh, we're going to go over there, and we know what the blueprint is on how to win. Um and we're just gonna we're just gonna push, um, put some love and some experience and some coaching into these kids over there, um, and build them up. You yeah. know, just build up their esteem, build up their their belief in themselves. And it's amazing when you when you do that with a young man with a with a kid, and they look in the mirror, and their shirts are getting tighter because their muscles are getting big, and they're. <laughs> They're having some success. Yeah. You know, it's, ama- it's amazing what we can do. You know, it, it, it'll be a few years before we can probably contend for a state championship, but we're going to get, we're going to have a chance to have some scare some people in, in 5A football.
1: Yeah. So, last thing, you know, back when you were uh, in college and everything, you didn't have all this transfer portal and NIL and all that stuff going right. on. What, what are your thoughts on on all that stuff and just kind of the craziness taking place in college athletics right now?
0: Well, and it um, until it's just get crazier for a short amount of time, and yeah. I, when I say short, I mean it, it, it may be two years, but in right. the overall aspect of NCAA two years is a pretty short time. Yeah, it's gonna get crazy for a couple more years, and then it'll settle in you know, we'll get this thing kind of figured out or the coaches will, you know, right now, um, it's a wild, wild West. You know, you've heard it described that way just because people are reacting and then overreacting and complaining. And, um, but I think we'll get settled into, um, kind of a routine in a couple of years now it's, you know, the game has changed. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, to Coach Adam Gaylor over at Jinx just about this yesterday. You know, the junior college football is is going to trickle down. They they might suffer the most. Yeah. Because now um, Division II schools, unfortunately, like UCO, um, they are the new junior college. They're the new feeder program. Right. 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 You're gonna you can go to UCO, you know, they just had their best one of their best players leave that was their year. You know, you're gonna have a kid go to UCO, well, the Kenyatta Wright's uh, son, right? Went yeah. to UCO for a year, and now he's now is at Oklahoma State. So you go to UCO and you don't have to go to a junior college in Kansas somewhere and you know, the facility where the facilities are really poor. You can go to UCO and have great facilities and be there one year, be it the best player on the field and transfer to the Division One school. Um, and then I, I think two years also it'll take until uh, it kind of relaxes a little bit and everybody gets back to recruiting high school kids. You know, the COVID year and then the transfer portal has really put a big hickey on uh, the high school recruiting. Yeah. There's not near as many scholarships available now. That'll even itself out once all those COVID year guys are gone and it's back to being you could just be in college five years instead of six. Um, the, you know the scholarships being available for high school kids I think will pick back up. Uh, but me being me, me saying that, the number of Division One scholarships will probably drop. I mean OU's probably not going to you know Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. I shouldn't probably use somebody, somebody's university name just like uh, Nick Saban did. But the Division was, you know, those schools, you know, they don't have to go sign an 18 year old kid anymore. Yeah. Right? You know, the big schools can go pick a kid that's 20 or 21 that's been developed and has matured and grown up and, and ready to play. Um, so high school. You know, the only uh, what I worry about is that the only high school players that are going to get Division One scholarships are the big five star five star guys.
1: Right. You
0: know, if, you know, unless you're a big freak. You know, I worry about you know schools like my alma mater um, and schools of that size. You know, the guys that are in their conference. You know, how how many high school kids are you going to see them sign? And uh, that that scares me yeah um you know and, and i can't confirm this i i didn't confirm this but you know there's a school what is it uh is it utsa or texas no it's yeah. texas state okay texas is it texas i think it's Texas. well there's state. B- both yeah but i think texas state's only signed in, in the last two recruiting classes they they've they've signed less than 10 high school kids oh wow you know and that's uh now i think some of that will 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 settle down, but you know, they're taking, we're taking all the fallbacks from the Texas universities and right. Uh, and those kind of places. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, thanks so much. Um, I, I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time to, to chat with me. This was awesome. I mean, great, great information, um, and several things that I, I didn't know. So I, I really appreciate it.
0: Of course, Chris, like, like I said, man, uh, I appreciate you calling and I'll do it anytime.
1: Great to catch up with Dave. Best of luck to him at Sepulpa. Uh, that wraps up this episode. We have some good stuff coming in future episodes, may not have an episode for a, a couple of weeks due to vacations and other things. Uh, if we can squeeze in a recording session, we may upload one, uh, to publish, you know, coming in a week or so, but otherwise maybe a couple of weeks before we get back at it. Uh, Make sure that you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us over on Twitter as well. At Golden Hurricane is our main Twitter handle. And I am at Chris Harmon ITS. If you're not already a a part of the ITS community, head over to InsideTulsaSports.com or Tulsa.Rivals.com. Register for a free account. And uh, I encourage you to subscribe to our premium content or at least take a seven-day free trial so you can Uh, Check out everything that's over there, especially in uh, Hurricane Alley. Uh, Thanks again to David Alexander, and I will catch you in the next episode of the Inside Tulsa Sports Podcast.